Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, he is not a black Republican. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. It's true, I'm not a black Republican. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this. Very true. Amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Why is it amazing? Because I forgot to pause this graphic behind me. And I, I, there's no, I don't need to do, hold on a second, because that's going to be a bit much. We, we didn't we put up the, the, we didn't put up the warning at the beginning of flashing lights may cause seizures. Yes, there we go. All right, folks, thanks so much for joining this amazing episode of my, of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. <laughs> Why is it special? Because it's not, it's not my fellow Americans, it's the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And it's because you're a part of it too. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe and uh, comment and follow and do all the things. Be sure to share this right now. I want you to give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Oh, also, if you are subscribing on YouTube, be sure not just to hit subscribe, but hit the bell next to it because I want your phone to explode with notifications every single time we go live. Give the gift. Boom, boom, boom. Matt. First and foremost, allow me to thank Justin Justin, for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious water that I am drinking from I, water. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Oh, I'd also like to thank myself for sauteing this delicious dish of Beramundi, which is a type of fish. Or Beramundi, it's a type of sea bass and uh and uh, what's it called um collards i've made collards and baramundi baramundi made collards huh yeah collards i ate a lot of them hmm. you're not a you're not a black republican oh wow <laughs> i'm not a black republican okay? <laughs> that's that, that's the key that's the key i'm not a black republican okay we're not a monolith um, this episode, of course, uh, <laughs> is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. Become a part of the takeover. Mm. The takeover that is taking over. That's what takeovers do. The Libertarian Party. By becoming a member today, go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus to join today. And if you'd like to just become a fun person that has waffle house caucus stuff then go to uh the muddy waters media store at muddywatersoffreedom.com slash store and you can buy all sorts of great stuff there including a uh, libertarian party waffle house caucus button and a libertarian party waffle house caucus t-shirt the gravy king defy the power and stitches and glitches defy the power and stitches and glitches make the best tumblers ever like literally ever the best tumblers they keep your hots hot they keep your colds cold they keep keep your lukewarms lukewarm whatever liquid you put in this sucker it's going to keep it at that exact temperature for an ungodly number of hours so many hours that you'll say my god and god i'll say this has nothing to do with me so if you go to defythepower.com or stitchesandglitches.com you can get that uh do not use the code money tumbler for 10 percent off because i'm pretty sure that that doesn't exist anymore but thankfully what does exist is the fact that they will customize your order for free. No additional charge. Just 
customized order. Boom, boom, boom. Free. Yay. I have a question, Spike. Yes. Do you have an example you can show them of a customized order? Do I? Well, what an incredible question for you to ask, Matt. <laughs> I'm, 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 of course, very prepared for such questions. Money Waters and Freedom, which uh, is starring me, Spike Cohen and Matt Wright. We do the show. Been doing this show for many years now. And of course, I would never, ever be so caught off guard as to not have a good answer to that question. Hold on a second. It, it's, uh, 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 caught off guard, not have a good answer to that question. Of course, I have a great example. It's right here in my hand. Wow. As it always was. Wow, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Yes, uh, Money Waters Media's got the Money Waters logo, and it has the birdie. It does. It's got the birdie. And it's it's the hold on. The problem is the green screen is making it look weird. But it's this is not like that. Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's too, yeah, because it's it's like it's not even green, but it's shining green on it because it's very like. Um, so this it's thing is epoxy coated. So, for example, if you were to get a signature from Matt Wright and Spike Cohen, <laughs> yeah, see what's happening there? If you were to get a signature from that, uh, it is epoxied. You could wash this sucker 10 bazillion times. Exactly. They've tested it by washing mm -hmm. it 10 bazillion times. And this will not wear off. Neither will that. But yes. if you put it on my show then uh, and the, the lighting here, it will uh, shine through to my Max Headroom background. Which is kind of cool. That's true. But, but you can. Are we doing this auction right now? No, I figured we would just announce it today. Yes. Figured we would announce it today, show it off, let people know about it, and then we can do it. Uh... So there's, we have two options here. We can do it next week uh, for like an early St. Patrick's Day kind of thing, mm -hmm. or we can do it the week after in celebration of my birth, my birth, and your marriage. You're not going to yes. believe which one we pick. <laughs> Sometime next week, we're going to auction this pony off. Look at it. Oh, man. Muddy Waters Media. It's got this right here. Oh, and it's got a special net. What? It's got a special message. Usually we say this at the end, but where we're going, we don't need roads. Don't need roads. It's got it at the bottom. Sure. Special message on every single order from Defy the Power. And I, well, I believe Stitches and Glitches does that. I know Defy the Power does. Yep. But you uh, I can so. get, I think so. I think so they go will, to their website. Because they can do customizations for free. Oh, of course. What was I thinking? Of course they do. Because if you ask them to, that's a customization. And they'll do it that's for right. free. DefyThePower.com, StitchesAndGlitches.com. Matt? Um, yeah, so looking forward. I've already I've gotten messages recently from people asking me uh, when we're going to be doing our next auction, and uh, I think there's going to be some competition for this one. What's funny is uh, one of the people who messaged me they saw the they saw what it looked like before I did because I just sent them the video, I sent them the video and I hadn't even looked at it yet. I think I there's like, going to yeah, be some competition because there's going to be some competition. It's going to be good. We saw one of these suckers at the Florida uh, Libertarian Convention. It was only signed by me. It did not even have Matt Wright 
founder, original, one of the original OG founders of Muddied Waters Media, which you are watching right now. It didn't even have his signature on it, and we sold it for $500. So I think with Matt's signature, we can sell it for $1,000. I'm feeling somebody that has messaged me will be very upset to hear that. <laughs> That's likely. But uh, again, we are, we are, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm shooting for a thousand. You know what they say? You shoot for a thousand, and then that means you might not get it. That doesn't. That's there's a better saying. That was so. Yeah, like when I was waiting tables, I was always like, I'm gonna make two hundred dollars. A gnat just flew in my eye. That was awful. Um, I, I was always like, I'm gonna make two hundred dollars tonight, that's and then like I always would make two twenty or two thirty. If I was like, I'm gonna make a hundred dollars tonight, I make a hundred and thirty. Yeah. Like it was exactly. The it was the weirdest thing um this i have come up with a my new favorite interview question um okay. for anybody who's thinking about moving thinking about working for muddied waters for free um and that question because we can't pay you um we can't not yet one day uh one but day. yeah that question is uh what is the most important job in a restaurant customer that's not a job in a restaurant it costs no no yeah you're right <laughs> morgan dow you could be hired kyle wortley you could be hired what are they saying hold on Dishwa i don't know dishwasher oh that's a good point oddly enough that was my last job at a restaurant that was the last time I worked was it really? for someone else. That's was, the was, that is the most important job at a restaurant, dishwasher. Um, because without them, you, nothing else works. You, have you can no get dishes. people to do everything else, literally. That job, you most have, important job, because nobody wants to do it. You have no dishes. And speaking of dishes, I've got quite a dish for you, courtesy of the... Of the hold, oh, no. I had such a great segue, and then I fucked it up just now. Where, uh... Courtesy of the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater. I know what you're thinking, folks. If you woke up today and you said, uh, Spike, Matt, I don't want to have coffee anymore. Oh, boy, what a day I've had. Why, I was just flying home yesterday and last night and, and I was, I was uh, at my seat and all of a sudden I look up. And the most beautiful, beautiful woman I've ever seen is coming right towards me, walking right down the aisle. And I, so beautiful, I had to look away for a few moments so that I wouldn't blush or blurt something out. And, and then after a few moments, I turn around and there she is sitting down next to me. The most beautiful woman that I've ever seen. More beautiful than even Katie Saklowski. Remember her? We don't, but... I'm sure she was great. And was I, fantastic. she was fantastic, Katie Siklowski. We will never, ever forget. Gone too soon, Katie Siklowski. Cocaine is a terrible, terrible drug. Anyway, I, uh, so I start, I, I say to this woman, I said, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, I was, I was just uh, taken away by your, by your beauty. And I, I, I'm, I, I find myself uh, speechless. And she said, oh, oh, that's fine. 
Uh, I, I, that's, I, you know, that's so nice of you. Are, are you flying for business or, or pleasure? And, uh, and I said, uh, oh, well, uh, actually, I'm just flying home. Uh, uh, what about you, business or pleasure? And she said, oh, business. I'm speaking at the Nymphomaniacs International Convention. I'm one of their main speakers. Oh, my goodness, I thought. Not only is this woman beautiful, but she's a nymphomaniac, which I later discovered meant that she was addicted to sex. And I was just so excited about that. I didn't even know what to think next. And so I tried to keep my composure. And I said, oh, oh, a nymphomaniac. I know what that means without looking it up. Tell me, uh, what what are you going to be speaking about there? And she said, oh, well, it's kind of embarrassing. But uh, a lot of people don't know uh, a lot about nymphomania. Uh, Some of them have to look it up afterwards. And I said, oh, that's ridiculous. I can't imagine anyone that would have to do that. Those fools. (laughs) And she said, yes, uh, uh, in fact, I'm going to be speaking uh, about the uh, uh, about some things that I found out on my travels uh, in my journey of, of nymphomania myself, the sexpert that I am. And I was pretty sure I knew what that was, which was a good thing. And she said, uh, I, I found out that uh, there are actually some very uh, – I've been with, with men from around the world, and there are some common misperceptions that I'm going to clear up. Uh, for one uh, example, a lot of people think that the uh, most well-endowed men – Uh, are African-Americans, and it turns out actually no. Uh, That distinction belongs to the Native American man. Uh, And in fact, a lot of people think that um, the best lovers uh, are uh, French people, and in fact, that's not true. It's actually uh, the, um, the Jews that are the best lovers. Uh, and then there is, of course, the, uh, the, the belief. Uh, there, there's many different beliefs as to who has the most stamina. But I have myself found uh, that uh, it is the uh, American Southern Redneck uh, who has that distinction of having the most stamina. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, sir, I, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. And I said, oh, uh, Tonto, Tonto Bernstein Schmidt. But you can call me Bubba. Anyway, I instead of having coffee, I would like instead to have a coffee alternative, something made from, oh, I don't know, masala chai, cacao, perhaps some mushrooms, a little turmeric, maybe some sea salt and cinnamon. Those things should taste lovely together, I'm sure. Right? Well, sure. You can buy that. That's correct. Uh, by going to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get mud water today. It has all of those ingredients in it, and you're definitely going to want to add honey. Now, it has one-seventh of the cup of caffeine, of caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. Just enough caffeine to have you like this, but not so much caffeine that has you like this. Oh, oh, I'm crashing and I have very, very bad problems with my blood pressure and cholesterol. So if you go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get your starter pack, starter kit, or pack, whichever you prefer, of mud water today. Matt? I can confirm. Jewish people make the best lovers. Um, <laughs> I think this was specifically men, but sure. It wasn't stated. Once it you go Jew, stated. you won't know what to do. You will know what to do. <laughs> it's accurate. I mean, yeah, no, you will know That's what accurate. to do. That's accurate. You, you okay. won't know what to do because guilt. Um... <laughs> you won't have anything. There's nothing you can do. Without feeling terrible. Um, so appearing on the Daily Show uh, this past week, uh, the Daily Show was 
Uh, <laughs> we're literally having a conversation in the notes. Um, appearing on The Daily Show, which hasn't been good since Jon Stewart left and still wasn't as no. good as when the... Uh, oh, my God. I just forgot that guy's name. The original host. Oh, wow. Um, what was his name? I'm going to look it up. Yeah. That is going to bug me. Craig Kilborn. How did... How... Yeah, Craig Kilborn. Yeah, yes. Craig Kilborn was the best. John Stewart was good. And now it's garbage. But appearing on The Daily yes. Show with Trevor Noah, uh, the maskless wonder, Stacey Abrams, said <laughs> this. The war that Putin is waging against Ukraine, President Zelensky said, and I'm going to paraphrase him probably poorly, he said, this isn't a war on Ukraine. This is a war on democracy in Ukraine. When we allow democracy to be overtaken by those who want to choose who can be heard, then that is wrong. What? Yeah. She just subtly compared her loss to Brian Kemp in 2018 to Putin invading Ukraine. Well, those were both things I didn't predict. <laughs> so. No, we predicted the, the Brian Kemp one. Oh yeah, you're right. We call we called that early. Wow, they share nothing in common. They share nothing in common. Both are things I predicted. Um, <laughs> I'm still batting a thousand. They share that. Um, <laughs> so Brian Kemp's campaign press secretary Tate Mitchell uh, responded with. This is a disgusting comparison. President Zelensky and the Ukrainian people are fighting for their freedom against a callous invasion that has killed innocent civilians. Stacey Abrams is a political opportunist who has lined her pockets on lies about common sense election integrity measures like voter ID. The two are not the same. He's right. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Right. The two are not this. The, um... 100, what what this was this so this is obviously Ukraine Russia. That's the topic du jour. That is the thing that everybody's going to go with. That is what everybody's going to compare everything to. This reminded me of the moment when the jobs report came out and Donald Trump was like, "I think that George, George Floyd, Floyd, oh yeah, is looking down on us from heaven." Just ecstatic about the jobs the report, jobs and, report. <laughs> and i was like well hmm. i don't know that he is i don't know i don't i, I don't think he isn't i don't think it's the same thing i, think it's, I don't think just, he is I don't think so. but that's how i felt about this this is what this is what they do they are like okay what is what does everybody know about right now what is the topic everybody knows about right now? Yes, Russia. Uh, if and if and if Russia Ukraine hadn't happened, she would be like, "This is like," she would have been. Hang on, I got the quote here. Let me see how I can. Uh, my focus should never be on who you cast your ballot uh, ballot for. Voting itself, the process is nonpartisan. We are a stronger nation when we allow people to participate. And if we ever doubted that. COVID is running rampant through uh, America. And, but not Amer uh, American democracy. American democracy, like, just like voter ID is ruining yep. American democracy. <laughs> like, yep. that would have been her quote. Um, everybody's looking at me not wearing a mask, like, and they're racist. Like, voter ID is racist. 
just like anybody pointing out that I didn't wear a mask in front of all of these school children. Um, yeah. Well, and that's the, actually that is uh, comparable because I would imagine voter ID has a roughly 0.1% chance of changing a election result. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. So uh, Stacey Abrams, who is fighting so hard for the uh, governorship out there, up there, over there, depending on where you are. Down out, there, up, sure. and over. Yeah. There. Uh, <laughs> in Georgia. Uh, in Georgia. They, um, she's, not, she's, she's not showing me that she's going to be doing well <laughs> in the next election. No, she has, she is, uh, if you had to rank her from A to Z, she'd probably get a Z. And speaking of Z, the letter Z has uh, been popping up recently. Matt? Yes, the letter Z has become a symbol of the Russian invasion in Ukraine. And after it has been seen on Russian tanks and military yes. vehicles coming into Ukraine. Um, I went too far. Uh, so before we get into this story, uh, why does Russia have a Z on their equipment? I don't know. Because Z is a Latin symbol. No. And that's used in Western countries. And Russia yes. uses Cyrillic script. Yes. So I may be ignorant to some things and I'm willing to admit it when I am. Um, right. It's not their alphabet. Exactly. Um, uh, so if anybody in the comments knows why they would have a Z, like why they would be using Latin letters as opposed to Cyrillic, uh, I would, I would be happy to find out, honestly, it's more curiosity on my part than anything else. Yeah. Um, morbid curiosity. Morbid curiosity. Uh, but yeah, the letter Z merchandise has been sold by Russia Today and uh, Kremlin, the Kremlin-funded TV channel. And uh, while a Russian gymnast, Ivan Kuliak, is being investigated after he used uh, white injury tape to create the Z on his leotard. And then came this. Oh. Now... So here is a group of people in the form of a Z. You can see the people here in a form of a Z. Now this Z was made up of children. So obviously they didn't know, you know, they didn't have any choice in this event. They were told to stand in this line. But yes. not only was it a group of children, this is a group of children in hospice. Oh, God. This is a bunch of oh. dying children used oh. for Russian propaganda. Uh, um, uh. Dying children. Dying children. So to show support for the war, they're using dying children. Mm -hmm. There were no other children available. For, for this... There's for this four, photo op so to be fair it is children and their parents or okay. and their mothers um so, so divide so, it by half okay fair but also uh the 30 something 
about 70, 60 something people in this thing. I feel like maybe they could have found not dying children. I I agree. I think that they could have found I almost said normal. Hel- um yeah. Healthy children uh, that aren't healthy dying. Children. I'm gonna Google something. How many children in Russia? There are approximately 1.44 million children born in oh that was how many born. Here we go. Let's see. So look at how many just there are. Yes. There are that can't be true. Oh, um, yeah, there are it's, uh, four and four and four, 12. There are like well over 12 million. Uh, yeah, there's like 16 million children. In, there's a lot of children in Russia. It's a lot. Right. Oh, no, I'm looking at that wrong. No, because that's male and then female. Yeah, there's like 30 million, for the 30, somewhere between 30 and 40 million Chilean children in Russia. And so, and so they, instead, they use roughly they use 40 dead we'll kids say, we'll say or dying people, kids. Dying, yeah, dying children. Dying children. You know, I think if someone's dying and you want to try to make their death as, you know, as a, a, a comforting as possible, you bring them out into the snow and have them trudge along to form a Z. And so we still don't know what the Z means, right? Uh, so, no, we don't know what the Z means. Somebody, uh, uh, Mr. Just Because, says some interpret Z as Zapobody, which is, I guess, Russian for uh, for victory. Mm. Uh, somebody else said... Tom, Tom Stewart said they had three army groups coming in. One was labeled V coming out of the East. So they may have just been using different letters. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't find it yesterday when I was, uh, I think it's possible the Z is being used by the media to distinguish the Russian artillery. And then they make, then they can make any tank a Russian tank. That's all. I mean, yeah. Um, the Z is the first letter of for victory. Okay. Z okay. is the first letter of for victory. All right. I'm going to go with Do that. they use a Z in their, in their language? I didn't think they used a Z. I don't think, I, I don't think they do. Well, that is interesting. So well, I mean, Zelensky, Zelensky. That's Ukrainian. That, I mean, they use the same alphabet. Oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> So the, and nothing says victory, of course, like dying children. So speaking of dying children, companies like Netflix, Disney, Adidas. Oh, really? Oh, Adidas. Apple. I really Exxon. thought that was a joke. Yeah. I thought that was a joke, but Adidas yeah. did pull. They did, yeah. Apple, Exxon, and Ikea. So if you wanted to assemble your own expensive furniture, you better not if you're Russian because all of those companies have halted service to Russia. Uh, Everyone is jumping on the band band wagon, the band 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 wagon. Uh, That's included Apple with Apple Pay, uh, Google with Google Pay, Visa and MasterCard. Uh, All of them have cut off the ability for Russians to purchase things from outside of Russia, which is just... That's going to really help economically. So, yeah, 
everybody's out there saying before we get into because i don't think i cover this um before we get into this everybody's like yeah visa and mastercard cut them off and yeah that's like that is terrible um for for the people of russia who have absolutely nothing to do with these exactly. decisions being made exactly but but they still can use if their uh, visa or mastercard was issued in country they can still use it for like the uh for their metro or to buy groceries or to they can still use it in their country they just can't use it externally yeah. they just can't use it externally so they wouldn't be able to order things off amazon unless it was coming or russian amazon i don't know what that is um unless it's coming from of course how did i not know that russia's on um, russia's on russia's on um so yes it's ter- it, it's terrible for the people who have absolutely nothing to do with this fight who can't you know get their coke anymore um coca-cola not their can't buy drugs with credit cards um but no. who can't no can't get that um so it's ter- it's terrible for those people but with visa and mastercard making this decision this has pressed russian banks to start using a new mir card system in partnership with china's union pay so they're going to be uh oh, okay. they are going to start giving out cards uh from china's union pay backed by the chinese dollar yeah and also they have reverted to their own currency the yuan rebnibi that's yeah yuan rebnibi that's what they call it for some reason uh they reverted to their own currency when trading with russia uh, which currently their their trade uh, is uh, about um, it had it was uh, almost 150 billion dollars last year. It'll be way more than that this year. Uh, but when they uh, in order to limit the use of the dollar, they're reverting to their own currency when trading with Russia. Which honestly, I'm surprised they hadn't already done that. That's weird that they hadn't. Um, but I think so. Answer- I think that probably. I think that probably to sorry to interrupt you, but I yep. think that probably it was just easier to use the dollar when doing a lot of the stuff because they were on the visa and they had the MasterCard and they had all right. that. So it was just easier. But now it's just a seamless transition into the rum Um It's a seamless transition into that. So they can just go okay let's just go into this now we don't even have to worry about the dollar anymore yep so the move to end service in russia which has been universally praised by people in western leadership because they think sanctions work uh has only moved to strengthen the financial relationship between russia and china uh other sanctions are coming through uh we're going to get to that later in the next segment uh, they're only going to continue to strengthen that bond. What they're also going to do is lead to unnecessary suffering of innocent Russians. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, yeah. But by doing that, you see, when you sanction people, uh, then they uh, realize that this is tied to the war. And uh, then they decide that they don't support their leadership anymore because of the hardship that's being created by the sanctions. And then so by starving them, we make them uh, not... Uh, like their leadership well a no that's not what happens 
um, what actually happens is what happened in Iran and Iraq and uh, every other country that we've ever sanctioned is that their leadership lets them know that it's because of sanctions from foreign countries that are deciding to cut them off from trade. And as we know, trade uh, being cut off causes unnecessary suffering. And so they actually correctly say what it's caused by uh, and then uh, don't give any context as to what led to those sanctions in the first place uh, because they're getting state-run propaganda. So all they hear is that they're being sanctioned because we hate them. That's what they think. And then uh, they just hate us more and it draws them even closer to their leadership as they starve to death. Uh, Also, uh, even if they did make that connection and say, oh, we're against this now, they live in a dictatorship. They can't effectively remove that leadership. No. I mean, we don't even live in a dictatorship and we can't effectively remove our military industrial complex leadership. We can replace this guy with this guy, but for the most part, they're uh, they're on the same team when it comes to uh, endless war and uh, endless military incursions and interventions overseas. So what makes us think Russians are going to be able to do that? All this does is cause suffering. And like Matt said, it it causes uh, the world's dictatorships and, and oligarchies and uh and uh authoritarian governments to just get closer relationships and cut us out of it and yay they've they've come up with like a cutesy little the western media has come up with a cutesy little nickname for what is happening here and it's um do you like dragon bear game or uh bear dragon game um and there's they're saying that this is the uh, oncoming bear dragon game. Dragon, I don't remember which order it's in. Um, and they're doing that because they're trying to uh, give off the impression of you know the bear and the dragon coming together to you know try to defeat the West. Which, yeah, that's kind of what is going to happen. Is they're going to come together to try to defeat the West um, and. We'll get into this a little bit more later, but uh, if we keep trying to cut them off in the, financially from the global system, they'll continue growing bonds with each other and with other countries in their area, and uh, they will attempt to make it where the U.S. dollar is no longer the premier currency. Which, by the way, you thought things were expensive now? Let the uh, let the Federal Reserve note, which is that dollar, lose its uh, world reserve currency status and uh, watch all the wars they'll have to do to make sure that happens. That stays in place. Uh, uh, Tim Wysong says, remember when that Cuban embargo ended communism there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. We'll get into some other sanctions later that didn't work also. Yes. Uh, So that now I'll tell you what does work. Yep. I'll tell you what does work. And that is the That is the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney at law. If you folks are watching this and thinking I am sick and tired of this kind of nonsense. All the bad news that you and Matt keep telling me telling me that all the times I voted Republican or Democrat, that it's made things worse and it hasn't helped things. Well, I, I'm going to sue you. Well, good luck, pal, because if you're in Florida, we're going to sue you back with personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, host of the personal injury attorney or sponsor of the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, <laughs> attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Chris Reynolds, 
if you need but if you want to sue someone else but us and you're in florida and you've been personally injured then you contact chris reynolds by going to chrisreynoldslaw.com chris reynolds will get you dumb stupid stacks of big dumb money so much money you'll just be big rich just freaking just walk around you can lay down in the money you can scrooge mcduck your way through the money you can do all that stuff chrisreynoldslaw.com matt now, before we get into the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin moment, I believe we have seven. Last I checked, it was seven. Yes. Six of those that I have not listened to. Yes. You can guess which six I haven't listened to. Mm. From what I understand, they are an in-depth explanation of a colonoscopy. Well, let's get to it. Yeah. So I was going to say it's up to you on if you want to do it. <laughs> that's I. Why not? So uh, first, we'll do an actual question that came from Midwest guy. Hey there, Matt and Spike. This is Midwest guy calling in on the Chris Reynolds attorney on my anchor call moment to you. Just calling in to see if you guys have caught wind of this fuckhead situation over in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I, I guess these guys are trying to secede from Atlanta. Love to hear your thoughts on it if you heard about it. So uh, I do. I have, I have heard I of it. Um, I have heard of it. Uh, I I know that your call was that this call was from a couple of weeks, couple of weeks ago, I think, um, because we had the we had the State of the Union last week, so we didn't do this, and I think it was the week before that. Oh, and then we didn't have a show the week before that, so this may have been yes. three weeks ago. Um, so the Buckhead situation, I know that it failed, but the leader of the Buckhead movement who is attempting to, uh, to secede from Atlanta said that they were, they were planning for that. They were expecting that. And they know that movements like these sometimes can take up to a decade. So that's where they are. Yeah. So a little bit of I, I hadn't heard of this but it kind of makes sense buckhead is a very rich part of atlanta which i would imagine is sick of paying some of the taxes of atlanta in exchange for services that their residents largely don't get so uh that's probably why they want to do it and just as a general rule uh we support and i'm not going to speak on behalf of matt because he owns his self and his body and his thoughts but uh in general i and I believe Matt support in general people uh, wanting to uh, secede from uh, governance that they don't wish to be under all the way up and yes. into okay all the way up and include into the individual. I just felt the irony of saying Matt and I both believe that any individual can choose to refuse refuse to associate with something except for Matt because he believes the same as me because so because he's going to believe what I believe because he believes what I believe. So yes. Um, so, you know, we, if, if they want to secede, fine. And if everyone else wants to secede, that's fine as well. Uh, the only beef you're going to have is with government. Uh, so that was the only real question we have. Now we have what I'm told is, yes, we're going to start with that. Here we go. Here's the first one. Well, hello there, guy on left and spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney. Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor, call in moment with your colonoscopy update. TM. 
So I had to get start getting colonoscopies early because uh, I got a long family history of colon cancer, and it's it's highly advisable that you all take advantage of this screening, which is uh, covered by insurance. It's not the worst experience in the world. Certainly not uh, the worst experience I've had in the last 12 months. But here's your play-by-play. <laughs> and this is going to be in several segments because it's quite the story. Hashtag laser legend. So for the first couple of days leading up to the actual procedure, it's not that bad. Um, you go on a low-fiber diet. and You got to eat like soft food and all this stuff. It's... It's not that painful or unpleasant. Um, But what I can tell you from personal experience is that you must, absolutely must, follow the doctor's instructions with that one. You'll thank me for it later when you're having some violent butt trauma. Um, It didn't really get bad and unpleasant until the day before the procedure when you wake up. You're on an all-liquid diet. And let me just tell you that chicken broth out of a coffee cup tastes awful. Jello is horrible. That's what you can eat, basically. Stuff like that. It's totally unpleasant. Hashtag loser legend. So the night before the procedure is where things get really dicey. That's when you have to drink this stuff that they just call prep, right? Its brand name is Go Lightly or something like that. Um, I can assure you that it is anything other than going lightly. Uh, first of all, you have to mix this stuff with water, and it's like a gallon, right? And uh, it tastes somewhere in the neighborhood of like somebody mixed ocean water with baby oil if that makes sense and added in a little bit of burnt plastic for good measure it's a horrifying disgusting taste uh but you got to gut through it and drink a bunch of this stuff which i did and uh, i gagged down as much as i could and then the fun starts hashtag laser legend I don't regret doing this. I, I, I already know what's coming next. About somewhere just... through half, or about somewhere around halfway through drinking this gallon of stuff, you'll start to feel these weird rumblings in your gut. Um, at that point, my advice to you is there is no longer a fart, sneeze, or cough that you can trust. Um, you'll regret it if you do. Um, things are going to start flying out of your butt. Um, and the only way that I can describe it is if you have a spray nozzle on a garden hose and you just grab it and squeeze the spray nozzle in intermittent, you know, 15 second bursts with, you know, 10 seconds in between. And this is going to go on for several hours. Um, and it's going to continue until your stool is clear, yellow, and with a little bit of sediment. That's the best description I can give you for it. Hashtag Lizard Legend. I don't know. I didn't eat that far. I knew that and this, this prep stuff that you got to drink, uh, they say that it works through osmotic pressure, whatever that means. I'm not a scientist. I don't care. Um, what I can tell you is that it's got a ton of salt, and uh, it gave me a screaming headache. So I slept like garbage all night last night after I finally finished um, blowing out God only knows, like, 10-year-old remnants of food that were still in my intestines and colon. It was disgusting and horrifying. But uh, still, next morning, no liquids at all, three hours prior to uh, 
your appointment time, uh, no food, no liquids, no nothing. And that stuff sucked because, you know, you guys have met me. You've seen me. I like my food, right? I really like my food. So that part was pretty miserable. Hashtag was a legend. Okay, one more, everyone. These, you know, oddly enough, these uh, segments are kind of like what he went through with his butt. Just like one, you know, you just have to take it. Just one after the, yeah, just one after the other. And they're one after the mildly other. Mildly painful. Yep, mildly painful, and you can't stop it because only I can. Me being, I guess, God in this scenario. So I get to the hospital this morning for the procedure, and uh, they get me changed, get me all rigged up to an IV, wheel me back into the procedure room. And it's been a couple of minutes, so I'm a little bit bored. <laughs> they tell me to roll over on my side, and I'm sitting there bored and some lady says she's going to give me something to relax and i'm like okay cool whatever i'm pretty relaxed and uh the last thing is i was thinking about how the washington commanders made a trade offer to the seahawks to try and get russell wilson for a couple of first round draft picks and then i woke up like pain no nothing eh, it's whatever it wasn't all that unpleasant the worst part about it is having to chug a gallon of magic butt juice that's going to make you shit like a like a lawn sprinkler, an angry lawn sprinkler for a couple of hours. So, you know, plan accordingly. Wear clean underwear, but not new ones. And that's the story. Hashtag laser legend. Hey, thanks, Matt. That was the Chris personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor Colin moment. And if you live in Florida and you feel personally injured by that segment, by that story. <laughs> Then go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and sue Matt Hicks. But beware, because Matt Hicks is also studying to become an attorney. So you better do it quickly, because soon he'll sue you back. He'll probably sue you back now anyway. That was fun. So speaking of... Uh... So if you feel that you might be at high risk for colon cancer or prostate yes. cancer, get a colonoscopy, because now you know what to expect. Yeah, it sounds great. So speaking of uh, dark, brownish liquid Magic surging forth from tight holes, oil. Matt? So I'm still uh... – <laughs> So if you've been in your car at all over the last week yeah. <laughs> um, or online anywhere um, or riding a bike, there's probably only one reason you're riding a bike right now. Uh, you yeah. probably already know the gas prices have um, they've gone up a smidge. Just a bit. Just a bit. They've gone up. Just a little bit. Um, Ken, Ken Evil, superhuman Ken Evil uh, is driving right now. Um, but yeah, gas prices have gone up a little bit. Uh, now, you have probably seen on the media, not this media, but other media, that... Um, this is due to Ukraine and Russia, and that's why gas is what is so expensive right now. No, that's not true. Um, gas, the 
oil is bought on futures. And I expect actually all of our audience to already know this, but for any new people who are here, thank you for listening to your friends and finally tuning in. Um, but uh, oil is bought on futures. And right now, according to reports, they are betting that by the end of March, and I'm going to preface this with, <laughs> I did these notes yesterday uh, yeah. and I think it's changed. Um, but they are betting that by the end of March, barrels of oil are going to be going for a whopping $238 a barrel. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Now they're saying 300, I think. Yeah. Um, now if you compare that to the $125 that it was earlier today when I last checked. Yeah. That's quite the jump in the next few weeks. Now, if you compare it to, let's say, March 8th of last year, it was $65. Yep. $65 a barrel last year. But thankfully, we have politicians and celebrities who are using this as an opportunity to signal. Usually they signal virtue. What they're signaling right now is just how rich and out of touch they are. For example, Sulu said this, Americans, we can endure higher prices for food and gas if it means putting the screws to Putin. Consider it a patriotic donation in the fight for freedom over tyranny. The freedom to spend all your money on something that should be much, 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 much cheaper. And then he uh, said, Stephen, oh my. Oh my. Stephen, oh my. Col <laughs> Stephen Colbert uh, said, uh, he told a joke, he said, I don't care if uh, gas is $4 a barrel, if that's what, or $4 a gallon, that's what it takes to beat Putin. I don't care if it's $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. <laughs> now, what... Sulu and Stephen Colbert apparently don't realize yes. is that uh, oil is used for more things than just gas. Yeah. It's used for plastics and um, many other things that I don't have off the top of my head. But uh, the biggest thing is how do you think your food gets to where it is? Yeah. How do you think your goods get here from, I don't know, China? Yep. On ships. Mm. Using diesel. What do you think is going to happen as the price of gas continues to rise to your goods and your foods that you are purchasing at the store? Like, we can even forget about the wheat issue that's going on with the war going on in the world's bread basket, as they have yeah. started calling it recently. Um, we can forget about that. Think about how much it's now costing truckers to drive from wherever they pick up the food to your grocery stores to drop it off. Yep. What's going to happen to the cost of everything? Cost of everything. Yep. 
like every single every... thing, but that's okay. Breaking news. Breaking news, by the way. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says that if your uh, gas prices have gone too high that you can no longer afford your basic transportation needs, if you buy an electric car, uh, then you will actually save money after spending $100,000 for an electric car. And uh, and also that they're going to be building charging stations in a few years, and that'll help too. And uh, Kamala Harris said, Russia is a big country right next to the Ukraine, which is a which small is a country. smaller country. And then Russia invaded Ukraine. Basically, that's bad. I wonder why they wouldn't let me debate her. <laughs> um, so, as we discussed earlier in the show, before the colonoscopy minute segment, we'll call that a segment because that was much longer than a minute. Um, <laughs> Brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. When you think colonoscopy, think Chris Reynolds and Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. as companies have been blocking Russia's access to things like, you know, purchasing power, uh, <laughs> uh, money, access to things like, you know, money in the fight for freedom over tyranny, they have strengthened the peaceful and not at all, the not at all tyrannical government of china the yes. very peaceful and not at all tyrannical government of china yeah um which so according to a dear colleague letter from nancy pelosi uh she wrote the house is currently exploring strong legislation that will further isolate russia from the global economy our bill would ban the import of Russian oil and energy products into the United States, repeal normal trade relations with Russia and Belarus, and take the first steps to deny Russia access to the World Trade Organization. Now, since I did these notes yesterday, and right now everything is changing so quickly, uh, President Sundowning uh came out today and he said that we are going to be banning importation of russian oil so if you think that the price of by the way what you're seeing right now the price of uh gas is reflecting what the price of a barrel of oil was a couple weeks ago now here's you don't know what the here's price my question about to be we all know because we all watch this show uh how many barrels of oil the u.s goes through in a day yes right it's roughly 25 to 30 uh, million barrels a day million barrels a day yeah yep 25 to 30 million barrels a day how many barrels a day do you think we bought from russia last year per day per day i not sure i don't believe it's i don't think we get much it's mostly europe that gets it yeah uh we get roughly it's a little bit less than six hundred ninety-six thousand barrels a day yeah so about three percent right and they say that we get eight percent of our oil from russia but i can do math <laughs> in my head yeah pretty quickly yeah, and uh 
we go through 25 to 30 million barrels a day and we get 696,000 barrels a day from Russia. Mm-hmm. I'm no mathematician, but I know that's not 8%. No, it's uh, less than four. It's less than four. Um, so the 696,000 barrels a day yeah. that we are no longer going to be taking from Russia, China will be more than happy to pick that up. Yeah. More than happy to pick that up. Um, so Russia's not going to lose anything on us making this, making this no, decision. But- no, but you know who does lose is the U.S. consumer because our oil prices are largely driven by speculators that are trading futures on the Chicago Board of Trade commodities market. Every single one of these political maneuvers is a signal to buy more gas futures and oil futures. We're cutting off trade. We're not opening the leases. We're not allowing more leases. When, when Joe Biden, one of, the, one of the first things he did when he came into office was to pass his executive order uh, to uh, stop any new uh, federal land leases. Um, there has been they, they, the politicians that are in charge are saying, oh, just buy electrical vehicles. Every signal they're making right now is Oil futures need to go up, buy more oil futures, buy more oil futures. And that's what's happening. This is largely political and speculatory. And it's, it's, it's not even a supply issue right now, at least not in the U.S. And uh, it's just bad politics that isn't doing anything to hurt Russia. No, not even a little bit. And you'll see, like, you, if anybody out there uh, has been watching Jen Psaki uh, talking with anybody from Fox News, you will hear her say, uh, why don't you ask the oil companies about the 9,000 unused uh, leases that are up, that are out there on uh, public lands? Uh, why aren't they using those? Why, why don't you turn this around and ask them? She won't answer the question on why they won't open more, but she's going to say, why don't you go to the oil companies and ask them why they aren't using the 9,000 leases? Um, yes. So I talked with somebody that worked in oil and he said that he can't speak to what the 9,000 leases are because he no longer works in oil, but yep. the odds are uh, they are revitalization leases, which means that they've been tapped and they can't revitalize them. Like they tried to revitalize yep. them, but they kept the leases open just in case that, you know, just to be able to have 9,000 that nobody can use. Um odds are those 9,000 have been tapped and they can't be used anyway. And then they're going to point at the oil companies and say, the oil companies are the ones doing this. It's not us. We have 9,000 that they aren't using. Yeah. And anyone who thinks that oil companies aren't pushing out as much oil as they can right now with prices as high as they are, I don't think you understand how companies work. Right. Because right now, uh, roughly... And it depends. It depends on which study you read, uh, because I've read multiple in the last couple of days. But uh, depending on which study you read, the oil company, the people who are doing the drilling and the people who are doing the distributing, will make about a buck per uh, gallon. About a buck a gallon. Yeah. Um, your, you know, the Seven Eleven or the Shell station or whoever that you go to to fill up your tank, they get about five cents a gallon ish. 
five cents, four cents. Yep. Uh, the U.S. government, the federal government, gets 48 cents a gallon. 48 cents a gallon. And depending on what state you are in, depending on what state you are in, that is an extra eight cents in Alaska uh, to an extra 58 cents in Cal. Uh, nope, sorry, 58 cents is in uh, Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. California, not the highest. I was shocked. My money was on California or New York. Pennsylvania is the highest. Um, but aver averaged out, it's about 28 cents a gallon across the entire nation. So when they're saying, why is the oil company taking so much money? The government's taking in some places. 76 cents on average. On average. On average, 76 cents. 76 in cents for places. doing literally nothing. And on literally and in some nothing, and in some places as high as a dollar six per gallon in Pennsylvania for doing absolutely nothing and actually passing, not just doing nothing, actually causing harm by passing regulations that drive up the cost of oil. Which, by the way, not not also including because they tell us, oh well, this is for climate change. It's very very dangerous for climate change when we produce oil in this country it's uh, not dangerous when it's produced in uh, foreign dictatorships that's perfectly fine uh but also if they were concerned about climate change and the price of uh of energy uh, they would be removing the regulations that make it prohibitively expensive to build new nuclear plants the fast the safest most grid stable most reliable most uh, uh, uh cheap affordable and the most carbon neutral form of energy that is in existence we could be print we could be making them very quickly we could be making uh, smaller mini micro stations we could be making thorium salt reactors within a year or so we could be vastly uh, ramping up our production of energy which would greatly reduce the need for fossil fuels for uh, uh, the the powering of, of homes and businesses, the the actual energy grid, all those fossil fuels could be uh, put could be focused on transportation, on vehicles, uh, uh, trains, things like that. Although increasing number of trains are on the electrical grid, but uh, but you know any, the things that rely on fossil fuels, uh, boats, shipping, airplanes, things like that. Uh, until we're able to make more electric versions of those types of things, especially cars. Um, that could be happening right now. And there would be, even though it would take a couple of years to see that, it would be signaling again to that speculatory market that the government is serious about reducing the price of energy long term. And that would have a suppressive effect on people wanting to speculate and bet their money that the price is going to keep going up. That, of course, is not going to happen because they want you to suffer so they can grandstand on your suffering so they can sell you the solution. And that's what this is all about just like the state right. of the union address tell you about all the problems that they've created and talk about how much you're suffering from it and then promise you that after they've broken your legs stolen your wallet that they're going to use some of it to buy you some crutches you're welcome america now joe biden thinking that all of america is not as smart as our audience um yes. said in his state of the union that uh that the U.S. and people overseas uh, and foreign governments have agreed to release 60 million barrels of uh, oil from their reserves, uh, with the U.S. releasing 30 million barrels themselves. 
One day. One day. 60 million barrels. Two days. Is the U.S. and China one day. One day. So for the entire Western world, less than, or actually about less than two days, somewhere between one and two days. That'll fix it. Oh, also, uh, you know what the purpose of the strategic reserve is? To have enough oil for the military. So what they're also letting Russia and China know is that uh, if, uh, if the Western governments actually did decide to mobilize their militaries, which they 100% are not going to, uh, that they couldn't. Now, at this point, it's where the U.S. will continue its patriotic donation and the fight for freedom over tyranny um, by ending sanctions on Venezuela mm. so we can get their oil shipped to the U.S. Anthony winking, blinking, and nod um, mm. said that they had promising negotiations with Venezuela recently about lifting the sanctions. The peaceful, non-tyrannical, freedom-loving government of socialist Venezuela. One of our strongest allies. One of our strongest allies. And lest we not forget, lest we not forget the negotiations currently going on with Iran, the peaceful, non-tyrannical, freedom-loving government of Iran that we are currently negotiating with uh, to give them, uh, to allow them to have nuclear power. And I'm not saying that we should be in charge of their nuclear at yeah, yeah. all. Yep, of course. Of not, course. Say not saying that, uh, but should we be trading oil for their ability to make nukes there? Hmm. I don't think we should be trading with them. I don't think we should be trading with the Saudis either because that just helps fund genocide in Yemen. But... Uh, <laughs> All of the countries now, that we are talking. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was thinking I was, I was cutting off what you were about to say. Go ahead. Um, in all of the countries that we are negotiating with about lifting sanctions and trading for oil, happen to be really, really good friends with. Yep, Russia. Russia. Genius. These. They will still trade with Russia. Venezuela and Iran, they're going to still trade with Russia. They're still going to do business with Russia. They're going to still do business with China. What is this accomplishing? What is this doing to hurt Russia? Everything, Smart power. Everything, Every sanction that we have put into place, every single one of them, China has either picked up the slack and said, okay, don't worry, we got you. We will cover this. We will make this work. Or we're trading with their allies who will continue to do business using the money that we are giving them. Smart power. 
This is smart. And Biden, and Biden right now, he's getting praised for his foreign policy. And they're like, oh, look at how great Biden's doing on the world stage and blah, blah, blah. And I am aghast at that. Aghast. Just purely aghast. And you know I'm aghast because I actually use the phrase aghast without thinking about it. Yeah. I don't I wanna, understand. I, I don't so understand. I want to say... I want to say something. I, I that is what the military industrial complex corporate media spokespeople are saying. But but let's be really clear here. So after a, a State of the Union speech, uh, almost always a president's approval ratings go to the highest they're going to be all year because they just got un uh, adulterated propaganda from that government with no real uh, and, and especially when it's a. a uh, when it's uh, a Democrat, uh, it usually gets, you know, it comes with unflinchingly positive coverage afterwards, uh, except from Fox News. And uh, his number, according to one poll, which seems to be an outlier, is as high as 47%. I've never heard of that poll before t- before this week. Yeah. And I read a lot of polls. Yeah. Yeah, it's an N. So, by the way, so it's Marist, which sounds like Marxist, uh, but it's also an NPR PBS NewsHour poll. So, according to the government, the government investigated the government and found that the government has a 47% approval rating. Now, incidentally, this came in before the cost of gas went up a dollar in like four days. Wonder how that'll affect him. So I, uh, I don't think the average American so, is looking right now and saying, what a great job Joe Biden's doing with Russia so or anything I read, else. I read a poll, I think from the same people. Um, I read a poll, I think I'm pretty certain it was from the same people, where they said 65, 65% of Americans said, uh, that, said that they approve of the sanctions against russia even if it means i believe that paying you believe that i i believe that 65 percent of americans say that because both republican and democrat media are saying that so no that's i'm surprised it's not higher but even if what i didn't hear that part even if it means paying an extra dollar or two at the pump yeah no i believe they said that because they were told to i I believed it up until they said another dollar or two at the pump. That that was where I went. No, I call I call bullshit on that because most Americans were complaining about the gas prices already when it was at three ten. If this was an, oh, do they actually support it? No, but would they virtue signal that uh, to someone who calls them? Yes, of course I would. I support the Ukrainian people and gas prices. I'm so rich. Gas prices don't affect me. No, I can see people doing that. I, I that that's like yeah, there was yeah. a poll a few there was a poll a few years ago where they asked people, "Do you think that you're in the top one percent of earners, income earners in the U.S.?" And like forty one percent said yes, or thirty eight percent, or something like that said yes. <clears throat> and they said. <clears throat> Obviously, some of them might think they are, 
but they're not. So that might explain it being four or five or even six percent. Uh, 38 to 41 percent is people flexing to a stranger on the phone. So the I think that that's the dynamic here. Are people actually going to be okay with paying? Because folks, I got news for you. The kind of numbers that we're seeing in oil futures, and and if oil futures get to three hundred dollars a barrel, yeah, you're looking at six seven dollars a gallon if you're currently paying four, and you're looking at eleven twelve dollars a gallon if you're currently paying six or seven. Like you're, this is unprecedented numbers, and not just unprecedented, but on a completely different tier. And that's we're not going to stimulus spend our way out of that. In fact, stimulus spending would just make it worse. And none of the negotiations that are happening right now are going to do anything about it. The only thing they can do is simply get over themselves and start making political signals that drive down speculation prices, that drive down, get people to start shorting their bets on on the price of oil. And those are things like announcing that you're going to peel back, uh, roll back the executive order on new leases, announcing that you're going to allow the building of new refineries, announce that you're going to allow the the production of offshore drilling, announcing that you're going to remove the cost prohibitive uh, regulations on building of new nuclear plant. You're going to have to do a full court press, not on some new spending program to subsidize the cost of gas, which will drive it up even more, but on saying that we're going to do things and allow things that will drive down the cost of fuel and the cost of energy. And I'm not sure how high it has to go before they do that. Not if they're telling people the answer to this is to buy more electrical vehicles. Yeah. If you, so if you go back to, I think it was April of 2020, I think I'm, I'm not, don't, don't quote me on the month. I know it was in the uh, spring or summer of 2020 uh, barrels of oil were going for like 34 bucks. $34. Now we are looking at 125, possibly reaching 300 by the end of this month. Um, the scientific libertarian 2.0, uh, said it's definitely, it's definitely not printing 80% of our currency since 2020 that caused inflation. It's the war that nobody predicted two months ago. Right. No, of course not. Two months ago, maybe you could have done it, but six months ago, you definitely couldn't have. Uh, but six months ago, we were dealing with 7% inflation rates, uh, 7.4%, I believe. Um, now we're at 10. Uh, anybody could have seen all of this happening across, like, it, it doesn't take a lot to see all of it happening. Uh, they aren't, yep. they aren't. They aren't, uh, what's the word? You can see the punches coming. Uh, they're forecasting their punches. Oh, really, they're not like, telegraphing really. their punches. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I know that you said that we aren't going to be sending anybody, we aren't going to be sending the American military over. I won't say that. I don't know. That's, I think. Well, the possibility it, is there, but uh, uh, only if they want the gas price to go way up. And then for us to stop worrying about a uh, global warming and instead of worry about thermonuclear warming, um, that's, I, I think. Well, according the, to the Huffington Post, a small nuclear war could be good for climate change. Yes, I, yes. A nuclear winter would prevent uh, global warming, wouldn't it? Um, it would. I will say this. Um, I think Joe Biden's going to blink. Oh, by the way. So, by the way, uh, 
you know who benefits from uh, oil prices going through the roof? Any country that uh, a large proportion of their economy is based on the uh, exporting of, uh, of fossil fuels, like Russia. Russia. Like everything they're doing helps Russia. All the sanctions they're doing are, are almost at this point completely offset by the fact that Russia is just pulling in mass and it's state run oil. So it's just going straight into the coffers of the Russian government to uh, to basically reward them for the actions they've taken. And this is and by the way, for those who, oh, Trump would have been better. Trump would have marginally been better on this because he would have talked about drill, baby, drill. And that probably would have driven down speculation. Uh, but in terms of like real, actual, like the, the fundamentals of policy, there wouldn't have been a real difference. But I will say Donald Trump right now would be saying we need to be drilling. We need to be drilling. We need to be drilling. We need to be doing whatever it takes to make more oil here. And to and, and just him saying that would probably help drive down speculation yep. prices. And yep. so just that alone, and, he would and, be better instead on. of instead of going out and saying, no, we're not going to give any more leases. No, we're not going to do that. That would take months anyway to do anything. Yeah. Buy which a isn't Tesla. true. Which isn't true. It wouldn't take months because futures are based on speculation. So exactly. You would yeah. it, you would end up having an immediate price decrease because more oil would be coming sooner. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it would be you wouldn't be transporting it from Russia, or you wouldn't be transporting it from the Middle East, or you wouldn't be transporting it from China. You'd be getting it here, so prices would automatically go down. Um, so you yeah. wouldn't have to the worry about like. The beauty of macroeconomic issues that are happening as a result of speculation is that you can use good politicking, good messaging to drive it down. So instead, the U.S. federal government is using shit messaging that seemingly is intended to make the damn thing go up and help Russia. And they're the entire time, the only thing they're pushing is their green energy uh, their green energy platform saying, yep. get an electric car. We need to switch to f clean, uh, to clean energy. We need to get off fossil fuels. Yep. I don't know about everybody that's watching this right now. I can't afford to switch to an electric car. Not with these gas prices. I may have been able to a couple of weeks ago, but then I had to fill up my tank a few times because I exactly. drive a Jeep Wrangler um so the entire time they're just basically telling anybody that's middle class lower middle class and lower class uh sorry about your luck get an electric car don't care that you can't afford this doesn't matter and they're telling the speculators we aren't doing shit except saber rattle and make sure this war continues forever. We aren't negotiating. We aren't doing shit. You can, you can drive this thing up to $1,000 a barrel. We aren't going to do a damn thing except tell poor people to buy electric cars and talk about building charging stations five years from now, which again does nothing uh, uh, even to, to, uh, to help speculators do anything but continue to buy more futures. It is absurd. Uh, Tim Weissong says, where are all the collapsitarians? Shouldn't they be pretty excited right about now? Collapsitarianism isn't real. That's just coping. Oh, that's fine. I want it to be that way. Then we can get closer to liberty. No, it's, it's not real. That's not a real thing. That's why you're not hearing them happy right now. They don't want it to Collab collapse. They just say that to cope. 
collapsitarians uh, can't afford their internet, so because they had to pay for gas <laughs> they had to pay for gas so they get you're not going to hear from them no that's just copertarianism they're just coping uh, people that are coping with what they believe is an impossible task of trying to spread liberty and they go that's fine i want it to be this way because then we'll make a crash faster and everyone will die then we could be libertarian that's not true and it's not real and and you know here you are now suffering under it so that's not real uh yeah, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Um, all we need, yes, copertarians. All we need is uh, is just we need some good politicking to drive down the two things. The good politicking of announcing good policy will immediately start to suppress uh, the the long bets that people are making on the price of of oil uh, oil futures, and it will also lead to eventually having energy independence. And having less climate uh, uh, emissions by you by relying on on nuclear energy and other and various forms of nuclear like thorium and like the micro plants and so forth. And another thing that we could do as a nation to help with this is possibly not throw money at every single problem that we have. Like yes, like, let's stop printing money in order to just toss it at an issue to be like let's hope this fixes it because that is also aiding in all of the price increases that we are seeing right now. The yeah. 80% of, uh, as Scientific Libertarian said earlier, I think, is it 80%? I thought I thought it was higher than that. Um, but 80% of all money ever created has been made in the last two years. Yep. Yep. That is 100% aiding in the fact that everything costs more. If we stop throwing money at every issue that we have and give us new leases, let new refineries open up, yep. we will not have to have this issue. Yeah. And it hurts Russia. If you do it for no other reason than it hurts the Putin government that you're trying to sanction into doing your bidding, that's clearly not working. And instead, you're signaling the dry. Anyway, so... Uh, the one thing that that concerns me that I just thought of um, is what happens when the government says that this is such a crisis that you're not allowed to use your car until the price goes down? Because it's an emergency. Because it's an emergency. And yeah. and all I mean, uh, the, is that a public health emergency? It is when they say it is. And who's going right. to stop them? And how many of the people right now would immediately turn around and go, I'm fine doing my patriotic duty of staying home and getting a check to beat the Putin government. Oh, you want to be able to drive to work? I guess you support racism, transphobia, and all of the other bigotry and authoritarianism that comes from the Russian government, not to mention their brutal invasion of Ukraine, whose capital I recently learned how to spell. I care very much, and you clearly don't. I recently learned the Ukrainian way to pronounce Kiev. Um, Kiev, after saying Kiev for my entire for, life. But for my entire I life. always knew because I care a lot about other countries. You don't. That's why you want to be able to go to work and see your family. But I care about people that I'll never meet. Not you, though. You're a piece of shit and I hate you. <laughs> That's actually that's actually a really good. That's a. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know how? That's a. That's <laughs> funny. So no, do you know? You by know. the way, side note here. 
<laughs> Side note here. Uh, remember when they were talking about uh, how outraged they were that Elon Musk was making all this money and only paying $11 billion in taxes? They just told everyone to buy a Tesla. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, that they're everybody. like, they can't wait to be like, Elon Musk has made $3 trillion this year because everyone's buying Teslas. And I don't know why, but he's only paying $190 billion in taxes. That's not right. It should be so much more. It should be so um, much higher. That's actually, that's actually a fantastic can't. point. And if it was four, uh, if it was three years ago, I can't say two years ago because there's no way and because I would have made I would have been able to make this leap two years ago now. No. Um, no. But if, if it was three years ago, I would have been like, there is no way that the government would ever say, well, no, this is now an emergency. We have a gas shortage and this is an emer- this is a public emergency. So you can't drive your car. Now I'm like, man, that is that is on the table and that is. I 100% guarantee that that was something that has it has been brought up in a room somewhere. Oh yeah. No, they've definitely talked about it. And Anthony Fauci's like, "We don't know if driving your car when the kite price of gas is $6 a gallon can cause your friend to get AIDS." Where where the hell has he been? Maybe he's dead. Hold on, let me look it up. What? <laughs> he got COVID. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't like he he has not been anywhere since CDC changed their mask guidelines. Nowhere. Uh, well, PolitiFact is letting you know that actually Dr. Anthony Fauci has regularly given interviews and appeared at news briefings every single day. Recently, he uh, well, he was on something back on as recently as March 5th, which was only three days ago. And we're not going to even mention in this article the fact that he was on every fucking headline that was ever mentioned every single day, multiple times a day, and has just taken a decidedly decided, decided position in the back burner as other things have decided to get in the way of that. We're just going to pretend that everyone thinks Anthony Fauci has actually disappeared and isn't talking to anyone. That is not true. It's missing context. Mr. Cohen, you are wrong about everything you have just said. Spike Cohen is causing people to write me and say horrible things about me. Here is something they wrote. I don't have any paper. (laughs) But like look Peter at it. <laughs> look, look at it. Spike Cohen is no, that's yeah. Yeah, that's Godfrey. Oh. Just to go, Mitchell says, "Do this voice on Kennedy." Yeah, no, I want to get invited back. Right. Um... I would do this one though, Kennedy. I think what you're saying is absolutely abominable. Thank you for you should having go on. me on. You, you should go on as the Democrat one time and do that voice. <laughs> Kennedy oh my gosh you know what we'll do is we'll have me come on and like tell them ahead of time I want to come on as the Democrat and not tell them what I'm going to do and then as soon as they as soon as she has me and asks me a question I'm going to go Kennedy I'm so outraged that you would say something that is so reeking of transphobia and just and just go on a whole thing and it'll be about like 
gas prices and I'll be like, you clearly haven't heard about the ADOS's community struggle when it comes to the recognition of lesbianism in the and like just go and just like just make stuff up while they're talking about like gas prices. Just call it, just call everybody a racist or a transphobe. I uh, guess that I would care about something as trite as the price of gas going into my sport utility vehicle if I wasn't preoccupied with the suffering of the people overseas that uh, that whose names I uh, just learned the cities that they live in and therefore know a lot about and am very knowledgeable of and the, it's these it is these absolute idiots that don't follow the news who think that it's important that we be able to afford food but that's not true what's true is that all lives can't matter until everyone is paying twenty dollars a gallon for gas that was like in Thank uh, you. 20, 2016 when gary johnson had his what is aleppo moment yes. um and people people were coming up to me and they're they were like uh yeah, your candidate didn't know what Aleppo was. My response to them every time was, let me see your Google history right now. Because I know you Googled what is Aleppo. Yeah. Because <laughs> you saw you saw the sound, you, you saw the clip of him going, what is Aleppo? And, and didn't follow it up with anything. You're just like, oh, he looks like an idiot. What is Aleppo? I better find out what Aleppo is. Let me I tell you something, find it before, folks. Before I start talking shit to any libertarian I know. I, I consider myself fairly knowledgeable. And when you're on live television, especially, especially when you're in studio and they start asking you something and they ask you something that you don't remember at that moment, you better have some powerful spinning abilities. Now, I, the one thing I will say, and I've said this before on the show, uh, the Gary's problem was that instead of having a good way to spin – not knowing something and kind of turning it around on them and then and then to get enough out of them to then answer it instead he was just like what what is aleppo and like had these eyes like what is that and then when they said you don't know he went no like if you watch it he's high well yeah and that's surprised (laughs) like what wow and then they're like he's like what is it and they're like you don't know what it is he's like no and then they're like it's a city in syria and then he immediately gives a good answer about how we shouldn't be involved in syria fantastic answer the answer was the best answer you can give on why we shouldn't be involved in syria yes and of course they we did know that 100 percent. yes they did that 100 yeah. to get him in a gotcha moment yeah yeah and and, and, Which and is nothing they had if you watch that video, they've got these these lights down on him. It looks like he's being interrogated. It's like six editors of major paper, uh, six. Uh, there's like an editor of a paper and like a uh, uh, they're like their main their main people on MSNBC. The editor in chief of MSNBC. They're just drilling him on questions. Let's see them do that to Joe Biden. Let's see six people have Joe Biden with freaking like like giant floodlights down on him in a dark room saying what about this what about that but what about this and like the question before that had nothing to do with aleppo or anything else it had nothing, nothing to do with foreign policy like just nothing. hit him with that joe biden would freaking stroke out like give joe me biden a break would, joe he biden would do would that thing where he himself just, and then stroke out he would just do that thing where he does this and they yeah, go oh, just what a humble man give me a break like that's and again 
I have plenty of criticisms of Gary Johnson. Most of them rhyme with Bill Weld. But I will not <laughs> – at no point – at no point can people give Gary a hard time about that. And anyone who no. could, I want to see them. And I'll say this again. I, I, I've done stuff like that before. It's intense, guys. Like, I'd like to see one of y'all go up there. And anyone who wants to criticize him on that, go up there and have people pepper you with a bunch of questions and see if you, like, don't know the answer to one of them. And, you mm. again, you better have a good pre-prepared way of, of spinning stuff around to make them regret when they try to give you gotcha questions. And I've got that, and I still would be a little uh, nervous before doing something set up quite like that. And, and I mean, the fact that he even did it. I will I will 100% say what they were doing is they were trying to get him on a gotcha question there. But what is not a gotcha question is, um, you know, what is your policy on anything? Like other presidential candidates we've had thought were gotcha questions. Um, Wait, was that a question? Yeah. Me? No. Oh. That was just a statement to our listeners that other presidential candidates that we've had since then. Oh, gosh. Uh, and, you know, I mean, listen, not all of us can be Joe Jorgensen. Yes. Sex work? Yeah, sex work. Um, what is your position on that? I would say that's not an issue that I've heard the voters are interested in. Let me tell you what my platform is, and I would probably talk about the income tax or something, because that's not something that concerns most voters. And I, 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 I as libertarians, we are all, uh, and I really don't want to, um, you know, to, I, I, I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. But we're all just a little geeky in that we've got answers for everything, and we've got great answers for everything, and we just can't wait to share our answers for everything. I was on the campaign trail in 1996 for the VP nomination, and somebody asked me a question about Bureau of Land Management, and by golly, I just read a book the, the week before, and I could tell them all about the Bureau of Land Management. The problem is the average person out there doesn't care. And so as libertarians, I think we need to restrain ourselves and to persuade people or find the people who agree with what we do agree with. So you don't have a position on sex work? Oh, I have a position. It's mm -hmm. not part of the it's not part of the campaign to outreach to bring new people into the party. So you wouldn't answer the question if you were on CNN live yeah. on town hall today? I, I I would the short answer is no. <laughs> wow, okay, so now you're afraid to ask me. We can't all be Joe Jorgensen. Incidentally, 52% uh, of Americans, according to recent polling, support legalizing sex work. By the way, was but was that from was that from Marist? Uh, no, it was from. Hold on, I can pull that up. It was the Hill that said it. The report. Yeah. Uh, uh, a uh, to be fair, it was a. Um, it was from a, a uh, think tank that commissioned the poll called Data for Progress. Now, it's the only one that's been done recently <laughs> on it. It's the only one that's been done recently on it. The Scientific Libertarian just made like a deep, a deep cut reference. <laughs> oh, wow. Listen. Yeah, that's a deep, that's a deep cut reference. Imagine Whitney Cohen. 
<laughs> that would have been a completely different campaign. Good God. Wow, would it? And how. So, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this Jorgen-syntastic episode of the <laughs> oh, Muddy Waters of Freedom. A Jorgen-tastic, a Switzerlandian episode, if you will. One By the way, Switzerland. when I heard that Switzerland was not going to be neutral in this conflict and was engaging in the sanctions, I said, no one tell Joe. Because now we are one giant Switzerland. So I guess she won. She she got what she wanted. She played the she long game. She, she did. She Joe did. Jorgensen played the long game. <laughs> she, she was waiting for Switzerland to, to Game gimp suits. <laughs> so, oh, God. folks, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. We love you. Tune in tomorrow, Wednesday night. I will be joined by none other than three-party, not third-party, three-party, he's on three different party lines, candidate for New York Governor Larry Sharp. Now, he's going to be talking about his campaign for governor, but that's not all he's going to be talking about. Larry's coming on uh, to talk about our upcoming panel that we're doing together this Sunday in Austin, Texas, at a little event they have there called South by Southwest. We're going to be talking about uh, third-party candidates and uh, what we go through and what our purpose is and what we're trying to do. Uh, and that's going to be at South by Southwest. But Larry is joining me tomorrow night uh, along with Lauren Postler and uh, Joanna Jurgens, not Joe Jorgensen, Joanna Jurgens, who is a completely different person, to talk about the panel that we're putting together for South by Southwest and what we're going to do. And then on Thursday is Matt is – oh, Thursday is the muddy <laughs> Thursday <What>? is <laughs> the muddy zoom where Matt and me and Jason and the rest of the muddy crew join with you. And by you, I mean the people who have become members of muddy waters media by going to anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe and become subscribers to muddy waters media so that you can do many things, including joining us, joining us on the muddy zoom which is on Thursdays. Well, one Thursday every month, one including Thursday this coming Thursday. Then, on Friday, join me at the Libertarian Party. Well, is uh, Jason doing his thing on Friday? I don't know if he's still in the comments. Uh, so, I believe, and don't quote me if I'm wrong, because it might be next week, uh, I believe that Mr. Murica, the Bearded Truth, will be back Ooh. Friday. Yes. At 2 Eastern. 2, 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern. And then 2 join PM me. 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern right here. Mr. America, the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon, Muddy Waters Media. Then join me and the Libertarian Party of West Virginia as we are, as I will be in Martinsburg, West by God, Virginia. Uh, on Friday night, we'll be doing a, a, an event there, and uh, on Saturday, they'll beginning the, be beginning the convention, including a machine gun shoot. I'm going to be shooting machine guns. Will you join me there? Well, only if you go to lpwv.org and register now to shoot machine guns with me, the machine Jew. Then, on Sunday, I will be in Austin, Texas, speaking at the South by Southwest event with Larry Sharp. 
Lauren, Lauren Postler and Joanna Jurgens and many other third-party candidates will be talking about being third-party candidates and what that's like. Then join us here on Tuesday, next Tuesday, uh, for another fantabulous episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the chipper little monkey boys that we are. So next Saturday, not not when you're in West Virginia, but when I don't know what you're doing next Saturday because I don't Nothing. keep the calendar that oh, uh, Next Saturday, me, Joe COVID Botham, um, Joe, Joe COVID Botham, Adam the Freeman, and I believe possibly Muhammad Shaker. Oh. Are going to be meeting up with Anthony Welty. Oh. At a uh, cookout, bonfire, and uh, shooting event. I want to do that. <laughs> well, it's it's the nineteenth in Lakeland. I want to go to Lakeland and shoot Anthony Welty and Muhammad Okay, well, we'll see what happens there. But then join us right back here Tuesday, this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Muddy Waters of Freedom, Matt Ray and I, 8 p.m. normal time. And we'll be parsing through the week's events like the chipper little middle-aged men that we are. Matt, if someone were trying to find Muddy Waters Media on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It is possible. Wow. If you are one of those insane people out there who don't enjoy looking into the glorious faces, the... Nicholas Wieser like faces. No, they're not. Not even. They're close. not. Really? <laughs> not. That guy I mean, I've got a dashing. beard, but that's not. I mean, that's that's about where that ends. That's a lie. Um, that that man is a male model. That man um, is hot. <laughs> he is. He's he's a dashing dashing human. I, I have to get a picture. While you're talking, let me go ahead and get a picture of Nicholas Wieser so people can see. What yeah, Nic- Nicholas Wieser, as I said earlier today, is the second most attractive human i have ever seen and i'm marrying the other one um and i am not attracted to men but nicholas Wieser is an attractive human being um if you don't like looking into these steely blues from either side of the screen and instead enjoy listening to the smooth sultry sounds of our voices all you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Oh, yeah. Hey. You, you forgot about this part, didn't you? I, I, was, I was looking at pictures of Nicholas Wieser. I get it. You get lost in his eyes. I got distracted. I'm so sorry. I know. I get how that happens. Oh, my gosh. Look at it. <laughs> While you're there, you can do things like leave us messages about your colonoscopy. <laughs> or not that or something entirely not different that. Please. Please. please not that please put some, do something else <laughs> please just ask us questions about foreign yeah. policy or foreign yeah. the tax code yeah. you can even ask us about the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania's convention if you want I don't care just please you can even ask us about us. sex work you can ask us about sex work. We're not going to. You can answer. ask us about. Yeah, we will answer we'll, the question. We'll, we'll tell you about our thoughts on taxes. We will tell you. Yes, we will. We will tell you our thoughts on taxes. 
But you can also uh, subscribe where you can <laughs> for less than the cost of two lattes a month from Starbucks or wow. less less than the cost of two gallons of gas in many areas of this country. Possibly one gallon by the time you're listening to this. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. You can get things like discounts to the muddied waters store. Amazing. I don't I don't think you no, I think the stitches and glitches one is gone. Uh, you get a discount to the muddied waters store. You get uh, access to exclusive content. You yes. get uh, you get to go on the access to the muddy zoo. The muddy zoo. The muddy zoo. The scientific libertarian says Arvid Bora is still the worst, though, and I have to agree with the scientific libertarian that Arvin Bora is the worst. The muddy it's zoo. The muddy zoo. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Absolutely. Be sure to subscribe today. Become a member of the muddied mudlishing mud mud muddy mudders the muddy mud skipping mud people anchor.fm slash muddy waters media no anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash subscribe to subscribe today this is nicholas Vazer. look at that look at that guy that's not even a good picture of him that's not a good picture oh my gosh look at him that's not a good picture of him but man oh. that guy he is he is that's a, dashing just dash him pretty man that's he is a, a pretty man that guy's a pretty pretty man i i like i tell him that all the time i'm like you're just a dashing human just a he dashing looks, person that's a, just that's a, that man is that man's a, 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 a sexy man he is, and I hope to God he listens to this episode and he messages me to be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this you?" This is very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it's I, I, I understand you're not stalking me, but please stop telling me how attractive I am. Well, folks, I'm married, and you're getting you. married. Please stop. Yeah, no, we're all married or nearly married heterosexual men here. I can say someone's sexy and it not be weird depends on how many times you say it i think over the course of 10 minutes folks thanks so much for tuning into this episode of my of money water freedom see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m i know and then we'll see we'll see you this whole week and we'll see you next back here next week and uh, we love you very much and where we're going we don't need roads <laughs>